Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We find ourselves at a crossroads here. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro, will you do the show ever again after that? Oh, my God. Not only will I do the show again, I'm going to ask for that intro to be before every speech I give, (laughs) no matter what the topic. That was awesome. How about it? Welcome to our show again. It's great to have you on. Great to be back, Sue. Thanks. Yeah, uh, you have been in office for a year, and when you took office, I think there was a lot to prove uh, for you as the Attorney General of Pennsylvania because the elected predecessor in that office faced a myriad of problems. When you were assuming the office uh, versus how you feel today, what surprises you about the job, and what did you expect going into this office? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, first and foremost, I knew that job number one, even before we got to dealing with the heroin and opioid epidemic, protecting consumers, all that, was we had to restore integrity and people's confidence and faith uh, in our office and rebuild that foundation. So we worked incredibly hard even before I was sworn in to build the strongest, most diverse, most capable staff in the history of the attorney general's office, and we did that. Uh, We instituted a new code of conduct. We made sure that ethics was infused in everything we did. We hired the first ever chief integrity officer. I mean, we did, frankly, all the things I said we would do in the campaign, but we implemented it. I think to the heart of your question in terms of kind of what surprised me, interestingly enough, what surprised me the most was how extraordinary most of the people there really were and how the news media, and this is not a criticism, it's the reality of what we were dealing with at the time, the news media wasn't able to ever see the good work that was being done and the great people in the office of attorney general. So um, that actually surprised me the most, and that's a good surprise. The other thing that has surprised me is how relatively quickly we've been able to change the culture. You know, I assumed it would take a year, year and a half to really change the culture and improve morale and give people confidence in the office again. And I think really within the first six months or so there, we were able to accomplish that. So probably the speed within which we were able to turn things around was, uh, was really a, a surprise. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up about what lies ahead, and we've got a great foundation upon which uh, to work from now. Yeah, because the people of Pennsylvania often use the attorney general's office as the last place they can possibly go when no one else listens to them uh, locally with local officials, whether that be law enforcement or elected officials. And a lot of people have tons of concerns about taking something into another venue where they really don't know anybody. So um, what could you say to people right now, Josh, who are, they they have something they need to talk about or they feel is is, uh, wrong where they live? Uh, How should they proceed if they want to talk to somebody in your office? Yeah, that was a challenge that we faced um, when I took office. In addition to the, the negative 
association with our office, a lot of folks just frankly didn't know what we did. They really didn't know what the attorney general did or what my office could do to help them. And over the course of this last year, I've traveled to each of Pennsylvania's 67 counties, you know, really to fly the flag of, of the office of attorney general, to introduce myself uh, to folks and reintroduce myself to people that I'd met during the campaign, really in a different, you know, nonpartisan context. And that has worked really well. Um, all of our numbers in terms of intake, right, people calling with consumer complaints or reaching out about, uh, you know, illicit activity going on in their community. All of those numbers are up, which means people now feel comfortable in talking to us, and we're allowing people to reach out to us in a multitude of ways. You can still call my office. You can visit us at attorneygeneral.gov. We're far more active on social media, especially Facebook and Twitter, where you can reach the office at PA Attorney Gen, and you can reach me directly at Josh Shapiro PA. So whether you're trying to engage on social media, pick up the phone, check us out on email, or write us a letter the old-fashioned way, my view is there should be no wrong door. It doesn't matter how you reach out to us, how you connect with us. Um, we're going to engage and work on your behalf. And then, of course, there's no substitute for just showing up. And as I said, we've visited each of Pennsylvania's 67 counties to, you know, to make sure folks know we're here and we're open for business. Certainly uh, one of the issues that is uh, ongoing and, and frustrating to individuals who live in our region is the uh, pervasive nature of the opioid problem, which has taken uh, so many lives of, of so many people. And over the, uh, over the weekend, it was revealed that uh, Tom Petty himself actually died of an accidental drug overdose, the way many people who live here have and this this issue seems to be one that is uh, frustrating. We understand it may be some time before it even plateaus. Can you address how you came into office and looked at that and what you've done since? I said um, when I took office, this would be our number one priority: dealing with the heroin and opioid epidemic. And look, I mean, here in NEPA, you're seeing it even even more pronounced. I mean, we. The loss of life is just extraordinary. The impact on families, on businesses, on the broader community. The official numbers from 2017 have not yet come out, um, but I can just tell you unofficially, um, it appears that we've, we've lost 14 Pennsylvanians a day, every single day as a result of the heroin and opioid epidemic. Over 5,000 Pennsylvanians lost their lives due to this in 2017. I view this um, from the standpoint of, of both a public safety uh, effort and a public health effort, and you've got to have a multidisciplinary approach. So first and foremost, my job is to arrest the wrongdoers. <clears throat> so we've increased our number of arrests. We arrest on average five dealers a day every single day I've been in office, which is an increase from what this office has ever done. We also placed a real priority on uh, what's known as diversion where a doctor or a nurse or someone like that diverts a legal prescription drug for illegal use. And our diversion arrests are up 72 percent uh, between 2016 and 2017. And look, I think Pennsylvanians deserve not just rhetoric, but actually actual data that, to back that up. So there's some data. I think, yeah, you know, just as we look at the supply chain on the street corners of Scranton, for example, we also have to look at the supply chain that's really fueling this crisis overall. And to me, I think that's the pharmaceutical companies, the, 
those who are manufacturing and distributing opioids. And so we are one of the handful of states leading a 41-state, multi-state investigation into the opioid manufacturers and distributors, who I think are providing the jet fuel for this crisis. And while I can't get into the specifics of our investigation, I can tell you we will hold them accountable, uh, and we will be in a position to recover for the people of Pennsylvania. And furthermore, we need to you know, continue to work with our partners in the legislature, others in law enforcement and public health, to expand avenues for treatment, especially for those who are accepting personal responsibility um, for their situation. So treatment, dealing with the pharmaceuticals, arresting the dealers, dealing with diversion, these are all things we're working on. And, um, you know, we're fighting the good fight here, and we're going to continue that. But we certainly, while we're far more organized than ever before, uh, we've got a lot more work to do. What did you think about the declaration by the governor about uh, two weeks ago about the uh, the state of emergency here in Pennsylvania? How will that change for your office? What will that mean to you? Well, it doesn't really mean a whole lot for my office specifically. My powers and my authority are vested in me by the people of, of Pennsylvania, by the Commonwealth Attorneys Act, and by the Constitution, not, not through the governor. Though I do compliment the governor for his uh, efforts. And, and I think what the governor did was focus our attention uh, in an important way on both the public safety and the public health component of this, creating greater access to treatment, hopefully reducing some of the stigma associated with raising your hand and saying you need help. These are all good things the governor's done. And frankly, I've been really impressed with the governor's leadership in this area and certain legislators' leadership in this area. And they've done it in a really a nonpartisan way, and I, I commend them for that. Where do you stand uh, with some of these consumer issues, uh, lawsuits against uh, Equifax and uh, Navient? Uh, where, where are they right now in terms of progress? Well, you know, protecting consumers is a top priority, and it's something that I think our office historically has not done a very good job of. We've really amped up our efforts in that area and bolstered our staffing in that area, created the first-ever consumer financial protection unit within the Office of Attorney General, and that's enabled us to go out and really protect consumers. So we are leading the national investigation into Equifax, which was the largest data breach in the history of the world, um, with, you know, five and a half million Pennsylvanians having their data compromised as a result of Equifax failing to protect it. So our key there is making sure we recover for the Commonwealth and for consumers and also change corporate behavior, and we're making good progress in that investigation. With regard to Navient, I think was the other investigation right. you asked about. Mm -hmm. Um, that's an example of a massive student loan company, formerly Sally May, largest student loan um, company in, in the country. Uh, and they were engaging in predatory practices against students and families, which ultimately added billions of dollars uh, to the underlying you know, loans that these students were holding, making it harder for them to pay off their loans and instead invest in a new business or invest in uh, buying a new home or invest in their family or in their community. And they really held people back. And uh, we sued them. Uh, we think that uh, we will be proven, uh, we'll be able to prove our case in court. And then ultimately, and most importantly, recover for the people of Pennsylvania uh, who've been harmed and for people across this country who've been harmed by Navian's predatory practices.
Also, last week, uh, I saw a release from your office that you uh, arrested a, a doctor for predatory behavior. Um, this seems to be a situation where many, many, many people get ensnared in Pennsylvania, where they are um, using the Internet uh, for uh, nefarious means. How, how is that uh, going for your office? So we know that was a focus of uh, your predecessor in the office, but uh, do, are you shocked at the number of people who still continue to engage in this, uh, knowing there are tons of people out there watching them and waiting for yeah. them to mess up? Yeah, it's, it's horrifying what people do online and then um, when they try to meet up to engage in uh, sexual activities with, uh, with people who they think are minors. We just had a police chief in western Pennsylvania just outside Pittsburgh who had been engaging in what he thought was, um, you know, sexual communications with a 14-year-old. But then an eighth-grade girl online, he asked to meet up. Uh, so that he could engage in, in sexual conduct with that 14-year-old, with that eighth-grade girl, and we arrested him uh, when, when he showed up. We had a doctor last week, as you correctly uh, pointed out, who had been engaging in activity not unlike the USA Gymnastics um, uh, you know, trainer, although not to the, to the uh, degree in terms of the frequency, though still unbelievably troubling. Um, look, we've got a zero tolerance policy for people who prey on our children. And what I'm going to tell you is we're going to hunt you down. We're going to find you. And we're going to hold you accountable, whether you're hiding behind a computer screen or whether you're doing it, um, you know, uh, directly. We are going to find you. We are going to arrest you. And we're going to lock you up for a long time. And we're going to protect children here in Pennsylvania. All right. Anything else before we let you go, Josh? Uh, just one other consumer issue, which I know is really important to people in, in northeastern PA, and I, I spent a lot of time traveling in that area and listening, and that is royalty issues. You know, uh, I know Chesapeake and some of these other companies um, have been ripping off landowners in, in NEPA. And, you know, we um, have uh, uh, you know, filed a lawsuit. We are engaged in discussions with these oil and gas companies, and while we certainly want to support the oil and gas industry because it's critical to, to jobs in Pennsylvania. Uh, they made a deal with landowners to pay them certain amounts of royalties, and they're not holding up their end of the bargain. And we're going to recover uh, for landowners and make sure they get the royalties that they are owed. All right. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro, always great to talk to you and find out what's going on in your office and uh, about the things you're investigating in our area, which obviously we're selfish about and care about the most. But uh, thanks for doing what you do. We appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you guys and uh, appreciate your good questions and the opportunity uh, to engage with your listeners. So and, thanks so much. And, of course, that uh, stellar intro that you got, huh? Oh, man, I hope it's not licensed because I plan to use that before every speech. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks so Josh. much. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 